This podcast episode is brought to you by The Cry Lounge. The Cry Lounge is an independent publishing company founded by this podcast host, Bonnie Orbison. The Cry Lounge transfers your daydreams onto paper. With two book releases the past two years, they are preparing to extend their service to other authors and other creators. To get more details and support this show, there's a link in the description you can check out. The Cry Lounge looks forward to meeting you. episode exactly the second episode of season three of bonnie's legends with me bonnie arverson this episode i had the honor interviewing emma alves what should i say about her i am an absolute big fan of her I have so much respect for what she's doing. I My admiration for her is huge. So yeah, in this episode we talked mostly about his songwriting. Mostly about the songwriting process. We talked about her career as a musician. We talked about being an independent artist on her side and on my side. Because I'm an independent author if you don't know me. And um, my book, Follow Me, is out since two weeks, I think. And it's available on my website. So yeah, Emma Elves and I had a wonderful, um, entertaining... It was kind of funny, we laughed a lot. Um, However, we just talked about hair, of course, and um, also about other things. So yeah. Fun fact about this episode, I would call it Interview with Emma Alts featuring her Spotify page. <laughs> you will see what I mean if you listen to it. And yeah, have fun listening to it. And if you can't get enough of Emma and me, then um, there are 10 bonus questions that I ask her but that you can find on the link in the description. And yeah. Have fun listening. Ladies and gentlemen, Emma Alves. <laughs> Yay! Hi! <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So I discovered you um, through your one TikTok. I know this. Yes. Like, you know, I interviewed once uh, a, um, already a TikTok band. 
And they were like, these questions of TikTok are so annoying. How do you feel oh. about that? Um, I mean, TikTok's like, it's pretty relevant or relevant. It's pretty relevant right now. So like, yeah. it's interesting to talk about, I think. Like, it's it's a point of interest, I think, for a lot of people. So yeah, I'm fine with them. Okay. So yeah, I discovered you through this one TikTok that was on my For You page. And you kind of said like, you want to um, now independent artist. And then I was like, is there an independent author also? Okay. <laughs> like, hi. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I got into you. And um, I have to say, I don't know. I I admire you so much. <laughs> Thank you. That's so sweet. Likewise. I mean, you're so like, this podcast is so amazing. Like what you're doing, like getting to know like these different artists and like, um, that's, it's just so cool. You're, you're not one of them. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I don't know, you do everything on your own. You're an independent artist. You're, you get to, to like regularly post YouTube videos. Like I have so much admiration for you because I can, <laughs> I can deal with all this at the moment. Yeah. So, it, I mean, understandably, like I totally get that. Like it's, Sometimes I'm just like, I need to take a break from social media. Like it's yes. just too much, but yeah. yeah. How would you describe yourself? Because, you know, in season one and two, like I told, already told you, I want to change a lot of things in season three. Mm-hmm. And I kind of realized that the people, like the legends I interview would describe themselves differently as I would describe them. So I want right. you to describe yourself in like two, three sentences or something. Interesting. Um, I think I am quirky. I'm quirky and um, I feel like I'm like quirky, but like, like (laughs) in a good way, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And, uh, and I'm very like motivated, I think, or I can be um, despite like days with lack of motivation, like I think I like I'm persistent like I like do like you said I like do everything myself so like I think it I have to be have a little motivation to like do that but yeah that's that's it that was way more than two or three sentences (laughs) (laughs) when did you start making music like when did you discover the magic of music from when I was really really young um like when I was like probably like seven or eight I want to say I started writing like my own songs about like fairies and like magic and like whatnot um and my dad was always super interested in music and like playing all these different instruments so we had them like around the house like all the time so I just like picked up on them um and then just kind of like evolved and like spiraled into what it is now that sounds so cool (laughs) yeah no it was it was really like a blessing like I'm thankful for like the um the privilege that I had like having all these like instruments in the house and like just being able to do um yeah just being able to do that oh your dad sound I I your dad sounds cool <laughs> he would be very flattered that you that you think that <laughs> I you know at the beginning of your sentence I thought like yeah you tell that your dad listens to a lot of music but like that that he actually had a lot of instruments I was like wow yeah yeah he mainly the drums like we had like a big drum set like in our basement so yeah crazy but you can can you play drums I could play like one simple beat but that's that's about it that's my knowledge of drums (laughs) but it kind of looks easy to play doesn't it 
like the basics I feel like are really not that difficult you just kind of like but like then like the people who are like really good at like um reading like drum sheet music and like all that stuff like that's I don't know that looks hard to me (laughs) yeah yeah when did it like oh by the way I have to tell you that you said now like you wrote the seven like fairy songs or something but like you give fairy wives can I tell you that thank you (laughs) it's like the best compliment ever (laughs) I don't even know why I just every time I look at DVDs I was like she looks like a fairy like (laughs) sometimes I put on those little like elf ears so maybe that's why (laughs) have you seen have you seen those (laughs) maybe maybe subconsciously (laughs) um yeah and when did it like when did music become professional for you like when was the moment you knew this is going to be yours hmm I think I always like had this idea from when I was young that I would like always do music if that makes sense um but like when I was um, 16 I had um one of my um parents friends approach me and he was kind of like this entrepreneur business and he was like um let's do like an album let's like make some music videos blah 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 um so that's kind of when it like took the step from just being like a an idea to like actually something concrete that's like achievable um so that's that was cool yeah and your parents friend was like in the music industry or um somewhat yeah he was somewhat in the music industry he had like one other band that he was working with that actually had like um a decent amount of success like um in in Japan they were big in Japan so that was cool yeah that sounds cool like right yeah yeah it does I'm pretty sure they went there to like tour and stuff which is really cool the album you talked about is that every dreamer or was yes (laughs) oh do you know your facts (laughs) So, uh, you, so you did every trio of the 16. Yeah, I was 16, yeah. So you were my age. <laughs> You're only 16? I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm 16. <gasps> really? Wow. You seem so, like, mature and, like, wow, that's... I know. I would have never known. <laughs> so you were 16 when you did every dreamer. And, yes. um, I don't know, I read on your Spotify page. <laughs> <laughs> no effects are coming um that you like the new album you want to do or the next album you want to do you want to do it on your own didn't like did you work with somebody for every dreamer yeah okay. yeah so that um those uh the, the business uh entrepreneur guy and then um the other artists that he worked with they kind of helped me with this album so he did um Uh, His other artists did a lot of the production stuff and the recording stuff. And then I just kind of, I brought my songs that I had and then I I sang them, obviously. Um, And we kind of just like collaborated. (laughs) That sounds cool. That sounds, that sounds, that sounds cool. It was really cool. Yeah, it was a cool experience. I I haven't listened to it yet, but like thought about myself, like if somebody's reading a book I wrote like two years ago or something, like obviously you can buy it now, but like. (laughs) I, I would I don't know I would feel like a little bit I don't know how do you feel about like it's it's um it's now six years ago isn't it oh my gosh yeah wow or seven was it <laughs> 2014 oh my gosh <laughs> wow that's time flies holy moly that's crazy 
So how do you feel when people still listen to your album? Is it an embarrassing feeling or is it... a little bit a little bit like I would prefer them to listen to my new stuff but like yeah. any anybody who listens like I'm appreciative of course um there's this one song in particular though it's not from that album um it's from like a, a different project that I did it's called if it was you and for some reason people love that song like it just keeps randomly getting these streams so I'm like stop I hate that song so much please stop <laughs> But every dreamer is like, it's fine. Like I do, I think it's like a good piece of like, it's a good project. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I already told you that I'm so impressed by how you write your songs on your own. You produce them, you record them. And do you also mix and master them or d does somebody else do that for you? Um. So I mix them and then I use this like AI software online that you just like upload your track to and it like masters it like basically through like an AI, like technology kind of thing. And then you just, yeah, it takes like half an hour. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Every other like sound engineer will be like, oh, that's how she's mastering her songs. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's like the easiest thing for me. So I just do that. It's probably not the best like quality or whatever, but well, oh well. Yeah, but like I get, I get it when people like, um, I had so many songwriters and, and producers in my podcast and when they say like mixing is such a you know like such a complicated thing I understand that but like what is mastering like I don't get it like isn't it a mixing like it's like taking from my understanding like I don't really master my own stuff so it's like taking the track or like the different like stems of each track and like just like adjusting the volume and like compressing the entirety of the track like okay. adjusting like the mids and the highs and the lows and okay that's what I think it is I, but isn't that yeah. mixing like <laughs> I yeah I don't know I think mastering is just like a one one more like kind of like cohesive whereas mixing okay. is kind of like doing like each like individual like closing of. the packaging maybe yeah yeah like tying the bow I guess yeah 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 okay How did it happen that you do it all now by yourself? Um, so when I was working with um my previous like uh people that like helped me and stuff, I would um eventually I started to like make my own demos like on my um on my laptop. So essentially I was kind of doing the groundwork of producing and recording, yeah. but I didn't really realize that's what I was doing. So like later on down the road, my skills just kind of like evolved and like got better and I just like I was just like, oh, I can, I can do this. It's fine. Like I, I can, I can figure it out. So yeah. And then I took a course at, um, like an online course at Berkeley, um, recently. And then that just kind of like tied the little bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like, um, or like, um, all these master classes they're like yeah. now coming up. I'm like, wow, like you don't have to study. You can just take classes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Online learning is like, I'm sure it's like hard for a lot of people right now, like during the pandemic, but I feel yeah. like it can be a good thing too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, that's always like my plan B. If like studying, studying doesn't happen to me, then I'm taking master classes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> do you think doing it all by yourself has something to do with being an independent artist? I mean, yeah. Cause like, I think it's like, it's all from my mind. So like, 
if I like have like an idea for a vibe or something like that, like I can execute it like all myself versus like, if I had like a team, I would have to like, perhaps like present the idea and have like everybody on board. And like, if that makes sense. So like, it's definitely, it's, um, it goes hand in hand, I think. Yeah. 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 And it's pretty comparable to like, um, working with a publisher and self-publishing on your own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong though. People that are like independent can like hire like, like different people to do like different jobs and like still get an amazing outcome. I'm sure. Um, but you know, to each their own. Yeah. Um, what does it mean for you being an independent artist? Hmm. Like, um, how does being an independent artist feel like? What emotions do you connect with it? Interesting. Um, I think it's very, it's a very personal thing for me because I align my music so um, closely with like my personal like thoughts and feelings. And like, it's like a little diary, like I said. So like being able to like um, kind of wrap all this stuff that goes into um that goes into like being an artist um, and just it's like I'm taking this like huge chunk of like my heart and just being like here you go it's for you listen to it enjoy it like now it's out of my hands and the world can like um, receive it and I can start on something else so like that's kind of what it means to me I guess (laughs) oh that sounds cute that sounds (laughs) (laughs) um do you wish sometimes it would be different like you would be a signed artist or something sometimes yeah it's just a lot of work so I feel like sometimes I'm like just somebody else do all this like I don't want I don't feel like doing it all today but um yeah yeah sometimes but I do enjoy like just like doing it all myself too so yeah and I think the the end result is like if you have like I don't know for me it's like if I'm having my printed book in my hands I'm like oh my god I made it like all the hours paid off yeah 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 like you like it's something tangible like you're like I made this like you know yeah (laughs) look at (laughs) this awesome I made this (laughs) (laughs) yeah look (laughs) they're saying that it's sometimes hard what do you consider um getting signed under a label in the future I never want to say no Mm -hmm. I never want to say like never but um I think moving forward and if I were to gain more like popularity and whatnot, I would probably just hire like individuals to do certain things. Like maybe I would hire like a booking agent or like a, um, like a, you know, like a promoter or something like that. Um, just as an example, um, to do like those kind of things, but I'm not sure that I would jump for the opportunity to like, it would have to be a really good offer, you know, for me to be like, okay, I'll sign, I'll sign to your label. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, yeah. What would be like, I guess you're like, kind of like looked up labels or something like what would be your favorite label to get signed under? My favorite label. Um, I mean, the big, uh, I don't, I don't really like the big, the bigger labels. Like I prefer like some of the smaller, like, um, yeah, some of the smaller, like Vancouver labels or like, um, just like within like each city. I think those are like a little more like, um, they understand a little bit more. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. So some more local, like little ones. Yeah. Yeah. I think those ones have like character. Yeah. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So when I texted you about what do you want to talk about, um, you said you want to talk about being a woman in a male-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. And I, I completely understand you because, you know, like the book industry is also like, I don't know, but like I have the feeling like every big industry is kind of, or like every industry is kind of male-dominated. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like thinking about that, I was like, not only the book or the music industry, like also the film industry. And then I was kind of like collecting all these industries, industries and I was like, these are all male dominated. Yeah. Um, like, how do you feel about being a woman in a male dominated industry? Um, I love it. <laughs> We need way more women in all industries, like you said. Um, yeah. But I feel like, like, There's just something, okay, this is going to sound so cheesy, but there's just something so magical about like the female voice, like a female vocalist in comparison to a male, like the majority of the artists I listen to are all female. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel I'm proud to like represent such like a magical and like um, versatile like um, industry and like art piece, like as a whole within like female artists. Um, So yeah, that's why I like tend to like support women a lot more than I do um the men yeah. in the industry but yeah I, I just thought about that a lot and I was like I don't know but like do you know Mark Ronson yes yes so uh he did late night feelings on all the women he collaborated with were women okay. and um he got asked why and he was like yeah I don't know that was not planned like that but um I don't know late night feelings is a breakup album so he said um, I hope I quote him right now. He said, "Like f- female voices of female singers can better um, get emotional in their songs. They can bring the emotion better to the listener, like a male or something." Interesting. I really like that. I mean, yeah. I think that was true. Oh yeah, for sure. I think like so. I could not imagine having a male singer on late night feelings. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> it's just not the same vibe. yeah yeah so that kind of reminded me what you said and I just nice bring it into it yeah so what do you wish for the future like do you like do you want that there are equal rights of men and women in the industries or do you kind of say like I don't know you think the future won't change that much I think it would be extremely optimistic for me to say that the industry is going to change, um, maybe even in our lifetime to complete, um, equality, um, yeah. or, you know, um, yeah, equality. Uh, but it's, I'm hopeful that like, we'll start to like, um, respect more women in the industry. I think and yeah. just like realize like their strengths and stuff like that. Like Mark Ronson was saying, like, um, that's a great way to like do it. Just like showcase all these like women and female artists. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, it's, it's getting there slowly, but surely. But I think like, I don't know. It's like also the like music producers, there are not many female music producers out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the amount of like female artists compared to male artists is so small, but like you take that a step further and go like um, male versus female songwriters and male versus female, like producers, like the people behind the scenes. And it's Mm -hmm. like even fewer, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm talking to one. (laughs) So am I. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, is is this um I don't know I just think that you know I saw like on Women's Day I saw a lot of 
male music producers posting on TikTok, for example, female producers they liked. Interesting. They kind of blowed up. I, I really liked that. But I was like yeah. wishing somebody would like blow you up. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> like Aww. I think two or three were like kind of blowing up. I think it was Diplo who did that. Like, oh, okay, very cool. Like, stitching to their music videos or something. Like Yeah, really- yeah, like yeah. duetting or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like free free I follow music videos, he was doing that. And I was just like, oh maybe Emma, Emma. But he did not. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah, I don't think they've ever heard of me. <laughs> maybe the manager will tell, like, oh, you got mentioned in this episode. Maybe you should listen to it. And then they kind of get into yeah. you. <laughs> exactly. That's the goal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so what will be in general musicians you would love to work with? Like, obviously, we know in our town parlor. Obviously. Um, I really like SZA, of course. I really like um, Blue to Tiger right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, like, the heavy bass. Yes. Yes, oh my gosh, yes. Amazing. Um, who else? I like Donia. I don't know if you've heard of her. Uh, J. Cole is amazing. Um, let's see. Serena Isioma is good. Summer Walker. There's so many people. Tinashe. Victoria Monet. Oh, Victoria Monet. Oh. I love her. That was in that video. Um, but those are just a few. Um, okay, I'm curious. Yes, <laughs> because I read on your Spotify page that you recorded, um, you recorded or you created in Tokyo at Chenami in nine to five, and I was like, "But you currently in Vancouver? Like, how did that happen?" Yep. So basically, um, I had planned this trip to Japan. Um, I was going to be there for six months to a year, um, and my plane ticket or my yeah, like the plane was booked one week after COVID like blew up like all over like news medias and stuff like that. And it was actually like considered a problem. So I was like, well, hopefully this dies down. Like I'm still going to go. I'm not going to waste my $2,000 ticket or whatever it was. Um, It probably wasn't that much. Um, So I went and I only ended up staying there for two months um but while I was there I brought like all my my music stuff and like my recording stuff so I brought all my music stuff and I like recorded nine to five there and then I like started recording Arch Enemy so Arch Enemy was actually the song that I worked on for my Berkeley course the online course Mm -hmm. and that's the course I took it in Tokyo so like it all kind of like meshed together like I was working on nine to five and Arch Enemy and then I finished the track here but I started it there and, and how was the experience like living in, in a city like Tokyo? Well, I think I got a kind of different experience than like yeah. you would normally because like there was like so few people. I mean, there was still a lot of people, but like in comparison yeah. um, to like the, norm- the normality of Tokyo, it was like very few. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really, it was interesting. It was kind of sad. Cause like nothing I wanted to do was like open and like all the museums and stuff were like closed. So that kind of sucked. But like, overall, I just love the city so much. Like it's such a, I really love like Japan, like as a whole. Um, uh, yeah, I just really liked, I, I'll, I'll go back eventually. I really loved it. What inspires you to write a song like 
um where do you like get the inspiration for your songs from it comes from a lot of various different things like I have a lot of different methods that I use sometimes I um I like to use have you heard of lander it's like a sample software basically it's this website you go on you can play like different sounds and like samples and stuff and I'll just like let one play and then I'll just kind of like sing to it write to it and I might not even use it like in the final product but just to like have something to like kind of sing to and like freestyle to almost and then like in other circumstances I'll like write um like a little entry in my phone in my like notes section and just like how I'm feeling and um later I'll turn that into a song um and then sometimes I just start with like chords and like I like see what's like pretty or what like sparks like a little like little butterflies in my diaphragm (laughs) um so it's different like all the time okay it's pretty what about you my songwriting process or my writing process (laughs) both yeah I don't know songwriting process it's just I don't know if I feel it's it's usually night like if I have too many feelings and I don't you know, like writing a book is different than writing lyrics. Like writing a book, yeah. you, you have your characters and you kind of have to follow the plot. But um, And you can hide your feelings behind the character, but you can't really like say, oh, this is my feelings. And sometimes you need to like say, this is my feel- these are my feelings. So I'm kind of sitting down and taking a notebook and then listening sometimes to music and then just writing down everything. Right. Nice. Sometimes rhyming it, the yeah. rhyme song rhymezone.com yes rhymezone always comes in handy when you're like struggling yes yes so so I sometimes rhyme it and yeah since I'm kind of like saying I just I will put out some of the lyrics as a poetry book I'm not into rhyming anymore because I'm not saying like it's you know it's not it doesn't have to be a song (laughs) Mm-hmm. just write down like three lines and say it's it's, it's this text you know yeah <laughs> and and then I just if I want to like put it into words or like into music then I'm sitting down on my piano and recording it all in voice note and then I'm <laughs> yeah I do the same thing playing chords and that stuff my writing process is uh I, I don't know like do you know do you know Panzer and Blotter uh don't think so no okay. It's kind of like a writer's term. Like um, there are two different kind of writers. There are the panzer and the plotter. And the plotter kind of plans out his entire plot, <clears throat> his entire plot before starting actually writing his book. Okay. <laughs> and the panzer is just sitting down and writing, and I'm the oh, panzer. So I'm like same. Yeah, same. <laughs> I just yeah. sit down and write, and that's why because every time like my brother is an entrepreneur, and he wants to write books and sometimes he has the idea of writing a book and then he's kind of saying like yeah what are you doing to write and I'm like I just sit down and write <laughs> like yeah I can help you like if I would be a plotter I could help him but I'm not <laughs> yeah yeah so, I relate to that too like I can't like it's hard for me to like be like this is gonna happen and then this is gonna happen you know yes yeah. yes sometimes it's a panzer when you're like I don't know if you're like really in the writing process like if you have like a daily writing structure that I have right now because I have a deadline like I built my own deadline (laughs) nice nice (laughs) so then you're writing daily to get it finished and then you in the book like then you're dreaming about the book and that stuff and then you kind of knowing what's to happen next but you don't want to like 
So you like, you know, you don't want to hold on to it. So you're just sitting down and thinking like, maybe another idea comes from, or sometimes yeah. the characters are just doing what they do. That That's the weirdest part about writing books. Like sometimes the characters just, I don't know, choose a different way as you wanted them to do. <laughs> Interesting. So it just kind of like comes to you. You're just like, and they do this. No, 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 you know, I don't know. It feels like if I'm writing, I, it feels like they, they are living and they oh, okay. are choosing a way or something for example i mean you know like people from the outside like you saying like yeah you 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 decide that but like by writing it you just i don't know these are just two people like two realistic people and they do what they do yeah <laughs> it's playing like it's it's like playing sims but they don't do your action you gave them right <laughs> they have a mind of their own yeah <laughs> to your um podcast Oh yes, <laughs> uh, it's called. Um, oh gosh, it's called Mind Mind. Yeah, Mind um, Edibles. Yeah. What is it about? Well, me and my friend uh, wanted to just like talk about like I don't know things that we're like passionate about. I guess <laughs> so. Like um, like in like feminism and like um, environmentalism and climate change and all this kind of stuff. We haven't done too many episodes like that, which is funny. We're just kind of like being silly and like goofing off and doing whatever, but um, it's fun. It's fun regardless of like, like if it gets like traction, like your podcast or whatever, but it's, it's fun. Like it's, um, I feel like you can relate to this. You can like, um, you kind of like, I guess you're good to just like talk about those kind of things, like, and like chat about different topics. So yeah. Yeah. What are your plans in the future? For the podcast or just like, oh, like just just in general yeah um well I've got to get another job because the pandemic has kind of like messed my life up I came back from Japan I was like what am I doing um so gotta get another job I've got to take my music more seriously I think I have a release plan that I'm working on so I'm going to be releasing like a ton more music than I have in the past as you can see I like took breaks and I like um posted like only one song a year but um I'm going to be doing it more consistently so that's that's my plan (laughs) okay that sounds cool like are you on an album because you were like on your Spotify page that was standing something like that (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Oh, and I've like then our enemy in it or like the fuck. Yes. <laughs> so exciting. <laughs> I know, I'm so excited too. 